0: Welcome back to Butter With That, a movies podcast where some friends from Philly get together and talk about some of our favorite movies. I'm joined today by Sam, Dave, Christine, and Tori. Ooh.
1: Hello.
0: Hey,
2: Hello. hey out there. Hello,
0: Before we get started, we're going to rearrange our format a little bit by doing our shout outs at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Bow, bow, bow. Uh, we actually received our first email ever. Yay! Uh, this is and a it is from event. our friend Heather, who open also it, had a shout it. out recently. <laughs> I'm trying to open it, um, so I'm just gonna read a bit of her email here.
2: This <laughs> is tear open the uh, bag? Sound effects.
0: <laughs> um, hello, butter with that, pals. I have a suggestion for a whiteboard question slash prompt. Smiley pals. face emoji. I'm not sure if you've seen the tweet that has been going around on Twitter lately. The question poses, if you had to introduce someone to your taste in movies, what are five titles that you would screen for them? Uh, Basically taking it as what is your aesthetic in five movies? Heather said hers were uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Atonement, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Get Out and Bridget Jones's Diary.
3: I'm like trying to weave something in there. I know. I mean, yeah, wonderful. Everyone,
0: everyone contains multitudes, right? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. So we are actually, this will be our whiteboard question, but you'll get to hear our answers at the end of the episode as per usual.
3: Thanks, Heather.
1: Thanks, Heather. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for writing. I might as rearrange some stuff here. Doing <laughs> <laughs> real hard about this.
0: Um, cool. And then we have another shout out to do. Um, Dave, do you want to take this one? Yeah, I sure do. So um, my
4: pudgy little baby face was... Uh, Splattered across our social media oh God, networks. It's so
1: precious, the best sweater ever. Uh,
4: yeah, my, my mom. Uh, my mom knew what she was doing the day she dressed me for that picture, and um, because uh, it's one of my mom's favorite pictures, uh, a good friend of mine recognized it right away. That would be Marty Howard, um, a good friend of all of ours who um, who spotted it right away. Who knew uh, that that goofy, uh, chubby face that I had as a little baby? So um, shout out to Marty for correctly identifying me uh in a month where we are uh doing postings of our nineties baby selves
2: glory days
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I really peaked in nineteen ninety
0: five ah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Be sure to check out our uh, 90s-themed episode from last month. And in the month of April and spilling into May, we're actually going to be switching themes, talking about superhero movies. Woo! We have quite an eclectic ensemble um, over the next couple That's weeks. one way to describe. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm super excited to talk about. Um, but before we get started, um, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you could have your email right out on the podcast. Please. If you email that to butterwiththatpodcast at gmail.com. Tell
3: us literally
1: anything. anything. Also, what's our Twitter again?
0: At Butter uh, with that number one. But like just the this. numeral one.
1: Okay. It I just drives feel like me. that's, yeah, like someone like tried to write something about us. Like one of Garrett's friends and it was nice. And I was like, that's not the right Instagram or uh, <laughs> twi-
3: Twitter. It's but. kind of like a joke, but also I hate it so mm-hmm. much. God
1: damn it. I know. So if you have that, could you give it to us, please? I think his name is Chris. God damn it, Chris. Chris, why?
0: He's hogging all the butter. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Awesome, so let's dive into the first movie of our superheroes theme, uh, and that is Hellboy. Not the new one that's apparently getting terrible reviews. Yes.
3: <laughs> Wait, I saw an article from The Atlantic. Hold on, I took a picture of it. Um, oh my god, I should have had this ready. Um, it, um, Oh no, it says, for some ungodly reason, Hellboy is back.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh like, I really? also saw
1: that, yeah. <laughs>
2: the sad puns. It's gotta hurt. <laughs> You know, movie review is going to be scathing when they pull out the, oh, the, the pun machine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Glass shatters expectations. You know, oh, right.
1: Glass half ah, empty. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's that's actually pretty good. <laughs> it's like you leave M. Night alone. Right.
0: <laughs> M. Night, if you're listening, please come on our show. M. Night,
1: please. <laughs> you know we're fans.
0: We talk about you almost every episode, every I feel like.
1: Every episode. I was watching a Parks and Rec episode the other day where Tom talks about Unbreakable and then it's a, it says like what's up with Mr. Glass? Why no sequel? And I was just like, oh, there is a sequel now. <laughs>
0: it's so dated. It comes so far. Yep. I almost forgot to ask if anybody's seen any movies recently.
1: Yes, god.
0: Oh, sure, yeah.
2: I saw Us.
3: Mm-hmm. What did you think? so good. I loved it so much. Have we so all much. seen
1: it?
4: Yeah, have we all seen the movie?
2: I have not seen it yet. Okay. Wait, am I the only one who hasn't seen it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No spoilers. Oh, no
4: spoilers. oh damn! Please, no
2: spoilers. No, no spoilers. We, no
4: spoilers. we won't do that no. to the listeners or yeah. to Christine.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the panic on your face. It you can so read my letterbox review on it or something.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, vague insights or or reactions. I I thought it was okay.
3: I thought it was
1: okay. very good.
0: I thought it was outstanding.
1: Yes. I
3: liked the together and lovable family unit. Um,
1: what's and his name Winston Duke is so good oh my god he's hilarious. so funny the acting's
4: fantastic it is. and I will say also that uh, one thing and this doesn't spoil anything uh, one thing that is really great about it is, as a horror movie um, the protagonists are extremely resourceful and mm-hmm. adaptive mm. like it's not like some bumbling you know like slasher movie this is a very like character centric and in that way way more grounded in realistic horror Reacting film which is cool situations
2: yeah where you're like okay you're uh, executing some problem solving skills, yeah, yeah which is
0: cool uh, this is also a really fun movie to see in theaters. Yes. Yeah. I didn't get to see Get Out in theaters, and so it was awesome to like be there in a crowded theater for this movie.
2: Get Out was a good theater-watching experience as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see it. Um, yeah, I've been like trying to avoid watching, or like happening upon headlines that are spoilers, so <laughs> great. It made me really frustrated that, like,
3: As Tori and we've all talked about beforehand, that horror movies, like, never really get noticed for awards because Lupita gives, like, an incredible Mm. performance. Holy shit, it's so good. Yeah.
0: Well, the fact that Get Out also came months, like, nine months before the Oscars, Mm -hmm. uh, I think is a good sign that, like, this could be a movie that could stick with Academy voters for a long time. If us did. If uh, Get Out did. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Wow, I'm
1: trying to like look back on like when the last time we talked was, and I've seen a lot since then, I guess. Just looking at my letterbox thing. Um, I saw a movie called Dragged Across Concrete that's about crooked cops, <laughs> starring Mel-, Mel Gibson and Vincent Vaughn. Oh my, oh
4: my goodness.
1: Damn. Wow. Um I also watched my first uh Herschel Gordon Lewis movie called The Gorgor Girls. Um okay. Can I also say that I'm highly uncomfortable that
3: you called him Vincent Vaughn?
1: Oh, did okay. I? No, no. Um Um, I'm watching the Fast and Furious franchise because I promised my partner I would. Um, I've watched the first five and I've also seen seven now and, uh, I begrudgingly love them. How many more are there? There are eight right now. And then Shobbs and Haw comes out this summer. Yeah, Hobbs and, and Shaw. Whatever. I don't Doesn't fucking matter. know. Um, but um, I spit my beer out watching the fifth one the other day because Vin Diesel can't say "father" right, apparently, and it like made me laugh so hard that I spit beer everywhere. <laughs> it's Can we
0: insert that like five second
2: clip?
1: I yeah, I have been playing it over and she over. She played again. it for me on the walk here, and I was like, oh my god.
2: I remember everything about my father. Everything.
1: Um, what else have I seen? The Taking of Pelham One Two Three, which is a really good movie. The
2: original. Oh, because the Ethan Hawke
4: one is weird.
2: The original is <laughs> real wait, good. Wait, wait. There's one with Denzel and John Travolta.
4: Oh, that's what I'm thinking. That I'm I'm sorry. Saw I saw in I theaters, theaters for some 13.
2: random hmm. reason. Yeah, this is, the original, this is one the, yeah.
1: the original one. Has um, oh fuck, what's his name from uh, Jaws? Uh, uh th-
0: Richard Dreyfus.
1: No, the the older guy. Um,
0: oh. The guy with the, the nails on the chalkboard? Yes. I forget his name.
1: I feel bad I forget his name. Um, yeah, so I saw that. I saw a movie called Vibrations with Christina Applegate and the guy from Twin Peaks that was really bad. Um, and then in theaters, I saw The Beach Bum and High Life. Wait, what
2: did you think about The Beach Bum?
4: Yeah, I'm kind of very curious too. <laughs> I'm a like (coughs) resentful Harmony Crin fan.
1: I've never seen any other Harmony Crin stuff, mostly because it always looks gross and I don't want to watch it. Um, This one has some of those elements to it for sure. Uh, There is a very endearing part where Martin Lawrence is talking about how much he loves dolphins, um, which is really funny. Um, And Snoop Dogg also like. is in charge of a wedding ceremony, and that's also amazing. That's a crazy
4: cast for him, too. I mean, it's like, he's insane. worked at times with, like... I know in Gummo, like, he, the casting was basically, like, like local people with, like, chemical addiction problems. Yeah. So this is, like, uh, a little yeah. different. Did huh? anyone see
2: Spring Breakers? I no. Saw it. It was, it, was,
1: um, it was watchable. So does anyone remember degree. the one big um, Matthew McConaughey scandal years and years ago?
4: No. No.
1: Okay, so it was like I remember it was like the only like scandal I've ever heard about him, and it was because the cops came to his house because of a noise complaint because he was naked playing bongos, smoking weed, (laughs) and that was like his big thing. Sure, almost at the very beginning of this movie, he is on a boat naked, smoking weed, and playing bongos, and I was like, yeah. So he's playing himself, basically.
0: What a simpler time that scandal existed in.
1: It's. Very weird. I, it was, like, fun. It's just, At the end of the day, though, it's, like, he's, like, really rich in the movie, too. So it's just, like, he's, like, kind of a bumbling, like, just gets to get away with, like, whatever he wants to thing. And it's, like, oh, well, because, like, at the end of the day, you're still just, like, a privileged white dude with, like, a lot of money. Um, and so, like, that also was, I was like, okay, okay. But, um... That's so... Fun. All I, I mean, it looks beautiful. Like, the colors are really amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But... He's yeah. got a great
4: eye for cinematography.
1: Yeah, else. it looks cool. Um, I really just wanted to like smoke weed with Snoop Dogg after watching that movie. Yeah, that was it.
0: The most exciting thing I saw was Terry Gilliam's "The Man Who Killed Don Quixote," oh, yeah. one night only in theaters. Um, it was really good, um, super imaginative. Jonathan Price. Adam Driver have amazing chemistry. Cool. Uh, basically, Jonathan Price thinks that he is Don Quixote because he was in a student film that Adam Driver made at the end of his um, like film school career. And then everybody in the town is like deeply affected by this movie, for better or for worse. Uh, and so he thinks that he's um, Sancho Panza, who is Don Quixote's companion. Uh, the movie just kind of goes like off the rails. I'm not sure if it's also like, a commentary on like Russian oligarchs. Hmm. it's kind of like tough to figure out what this movie was about how
2: long did it take to make it
0: 25 years oh my god Uh, John Hurt was the original um,
2: that's insane Uh,
0: yeah so there was a lot of debate with like one studio executive was like I own this idea and Terry Gilliams was like no you don't (laughs) so there's a big fight so it it came out at Sundance this past year and then this seems like the only night that'll ever be released in theaters so who knows that if it uh, will ever come online but if it definitely if it comes online definitely recommend watching
1: I'm just happy he finally got it, you know. I think
0: I saw some article that was like his heart is filled with emptiness now that this project's over. <laughs> it was like a quote from him or
2: something like that. That's sad. Oh. I saw *Stars Born*. I liked it. Um, just mean, me. That final scene. I didn't I, see yeah, it. I don't Never like, seen it. I didn't care about it. At this in, point, yeah. I'm doing it out of spite. <laughs> I'm not Sam. Seeing it. I Sam. was going in not knowing what to expect. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, that final sequel like the final song that Lady Gaga sings at the end, I think she her performance in that. Fi- I mean, her performance through the whole movie is great, but like watching her sing a pretty good song and then like perform with her face mm-hmm. through really shots that are just of her singing for a good two minutes was just like wow, like what a performance. The rest, I mean, Bradley Cooper tries to make it about himself, but Lady Gaga's fucking, she kills it. I would say uneven movie, but thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: If it ever comes on Netflix.
2: Yeah. No. All
1: right. It's just like not my thing. I'm
0: just, I'm going to spite pick it. I want to watch movies. Just that way somebody (laughs) has to
1: watch it.
3: Christine.
1: Yeah. Most of the time I just want to watch like fun, crazy, insane movies, you know? Mm
4: Mm-hmm. Um... I didn't really see any movies, but um, and I know everybody's already tired of hearing about this character, and that's completely fair. But I'm very excited about the new Joker movie. Uh, I think Ooh, that trailer is yeah. really cool. Um, I think it's going to be a really interesting character piece where it's like not. I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Like a lot of people are going to want the sort of like over hyper conceptualized, like intellectualized existentialist chaos Joker that we've been fed in different iterations since Heath Ledger, but I think it's going to be a really just like unique, sad story. And it already doesn't look anything like any superhero movies I've ever seen, uh, including Marvel, which obviously has way more of a sheen to it. And even in DC, which has that typical like kind of drudgery and like the white Saving Private Ryan, cloudless, characterless sky. Yeah. Um, but this movie looks like it's going to be cinematically really interesting, and I think conceptually really cool. I have some theories as to where it's going, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that movie.
1: Well, I didn't realize De Niro was in it, and then also Martin Scorsese is working on it also. And it's basically
4: uh, like a modern take on both. Kings of Comedy and Taxi Driver
1: which I had never I've seen Taxi Driver Garrett showed me the trailer for King of Comedy the other day and I was like oh okay I kind of see this yeah
0: yeah I think it's going to be very interesting Mm. Uh, it makes a lot of sense why Scorsese would like he's the executive producer of right
1: yeah. yeah It's like more, yeah. I think I'm like more interested just that it's like a Scorsese thing than it's like a Joker thing. You know? I'm more
4: interested that, and, and I'm really interested in Joaquin Phoenix too. I mean, the character of the Joker is what it is. I think that's not going to be actually as big of an element in this movie as we might think. I I've got a theory, and huh. I'll get to that at some point. But, mm. um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really great, and I think it's gonna really disappoint fans.
1: Mm. <laughs> I like that. Well, it's like a new thing they're trying to do, too, right? And I had the,
4: the trailer tingle, too, which is something I've only experienced with three trailers in my life. Whoa. What are they? I
0: gotta
4: uh, had it when uh, I saw the trailer for No Country for Old Men, uh, then went to see that movie and saw the trailer for There Will Be Blood, and then uh, when I first saw the Mad Max Fury Road trailer. And those movies wound up being some of my favorite films. And I could tell, watching the trailer, I just had this like twinge that I'm like... This is not going to disappoint me. I'm really excited.
2: That's great. I, I have trailer. How would you phrase it? Uh, tingles?
4: Trailer yeah, tingles. Trailer tingle. i had tra-
2: trailer tingles and have been like sorely disappointed when the actual. Like I had trailer tingles when the Where the Wild Things Are mm-hmm. was coming out. I was like, oh, it's going to be so good. Um, Walter Mitty. Oh, yeah. The trailer for like, that is solid and the music is
1: really great. And that movie was fucking bullshit. Garbage. Oh, the one <laughs> with uh,
4: Ben Stiller? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that trailer
1: boy. was really good. And I love the music in it. And it like seemed like it might be really cute. And then I watched it and I was like, fuck this movie. I'm so mad that you had a good trailer. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, when I saw the, and this is sort of like pivoting over to Hellboy, when I saw the trailer for the new one that's coming out this week. Um, I thought it was so bad. And I just had, like, Spidey sense. Like, the opposite of Trailer Tingle. <laughs> of, like <laughs> First
2: there was Spidey sense, then there was Trailer Tingle.
0: <laughs> that it was going to be so bad. And my friend turned to me, I forget what movie, we we're maybe like Halloween or something, and was like, yo, that looks awesome. And I'm like, they showed us the whole movie. That, you have to, yeah, the that's whole first in The movie, and that's, like, never it's a good song, sign. Yeah. So I was like, after... After that, I was just like, I don't think this is going to be good. And now it turns out it's not going to be very good. There were
1: some us that they gave away in a trailer, too. And I was like, that's unfortunate. Mm. That would have been like some cool stuff if you had held that back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that scene. I'm not going to say it, but the whole time that I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm waiting for the scene in the trailer. And then it yeah. comes to the very end and you're just like, oh, yeah, because that yeah. was such like a moment in the trailer. And then I was like, uh, kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Get Out did a similar thing, too, right? Where they showed like the kind of twist in the movie mm. in the trailer, I think. Kind of. <clears throat> All right. Well, we've been talking about trailers, talking about Hellboy. (laughs) I say let's pivot to uh, the meat and potatoes of the episode. Um, So we are talking about 2004 Hellboy, directed by Guillermo del Toro, starring uh, Ron Perlman, Mm -hmm. John Hurt, Selma Blair, a whole lot of people in it. Uh, And Sam, you watched the trailer, right?
3: I did. Um, Can I say first that the makeup and costume for Hellboy makes me want to unzip my skin and step out i'm so uncomfortable i don't know what it is Ooh, wow. but like there it's just like the chunkiness of like what's clearly not Real, I I don't know what it is. Well, that but fish boy
1: is the same one that she's like fucks. I mean, the shape I, of water. Truly, similar.
3: <laughs> that's that's the thing I wanted to say, which was like, oh my god, it looks like Fishman from Shape of Water. And then we were in our staff room today, and I was like, who directed this movie? Because it just looks so similar. Like, <laughs> there are a lot of theories
2: that that Hellboy was like a prequel to shape of water as far as that character really but del toro addressed it officially and it's not they're two distinct just, characters. Like, I really like the He's look like, of this no, fish.
1: I thought this was a cool fish, and I was like, ooh, what if that fucked a person? <laughs> no,
3: I don't want to think about that anymore. Um, Anyway, so back to the trailer. I've unzipped my skin, I've stepped out of it. And you've never
0: seen Hellboy, right? I've never seen okay.
3: Hellboy. Um, So it opens up, you find out that there's this agency that's built to protect humanity from the forces of darkness, and it looks a lot like the S.H.I.E.L.D. Insignia. It feels a lot <laughs> like S.H.I.E.L.D. from Marvel. And and so it's it's important to remember there's Separate and also like the Marvel Universe, the the MCU has started after, but the comics before. So you're just like, hey, everyone steals from everyone else. This is all good. We're all friends here. Um, we're all <laughs> making money. And um, tr- truthfully, it seems like an average superhero movie of the time period. There's something I can't quite describe of like superhero movies that came out in the early 2000s. The uh-huh. the Spider Men, the the. Um, the Fantastic Four, even the first Iron Man has some, this, like, it's so strange that I can only describe it this way, but it reminds me a lot of, like, <laughs> Mountain Dew and, like, of, like,
1: <laughs>
3: snowboarding. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. Um, um, that, and then also, um, like, rock music, like, like old AC/DC and like whatever that dude is with the Oh Guns N' Roses it's kind the of guy jocular. with yeah. yeah 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 and just like jocular. also Cheetos High I don't understand energy Yeah like I don't <laughs> but understand it reminds why. you of douchey dudes and stuff they like <laughs> I guess
4: Spike TV fans
3: Yeah here we are All right Anyway so it like reminds me of that and it, it very much has that kind of vibe but um it I mean I do appreciate how badass Selma Selma Blair looks. She's got, like, glowy hands right on. That's awesome. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, girl. Um, You know, watching the trailer, I was like, you know, 2004 me probably would have watched this. Me now, probably not. But then I was like, so what does Hellboy trailer look like now? So I watched that, the 2019 version, 2004 was where it was at. Um, this one was like garbage. Um, Hellboy looks better. I'll say that he looks better. I I was like skin zip back up. Um, it it feels like it was supposed to be a little bit funny. Um, I'm more interested in seeing it. However, I I wouldn't. I just I would not. Um, <laughs> So, those were my feelings about the trailer. But then I also looked at the promotional imaging. So, for the first Hellboy, I took a picture of it on my phone to show everybody. It's just Hellboy standing there, kind of looking off to the side at the camera that's, like, here to protect. And you can't really see too much there, but you see, like... A, an outrageously large gun, and what <laughs> yeah. also looks like a cross, like a like a crucifix or like a like a rosary or something along those lines. There's a, another one that reminded me more of what we typically see with Avengers movies now, which is uh-huh. like literally an ensemble, like a thousand heads, yeah. a thousand yeah. heads floating. Mm. Even the seen that one. looks
1: exactly like an Avengers. It does. It does. It does. The orange, the orange backglow. The yeah. orange
3: backglow. Um, the the characters in the forefront there who are blue. Um, this I was more interested in seeing and then of course because I had to I had to look at the promotional imaging for um 2019 Hellboy and like honestly uh, yeah. I feel nothing I don't know what that is but it started making me think about how the marketing of comic books and comic book movies has changed over time. Mm. Cause I think in, in 2004 we were still thinking that this was a boys club and that the only people who are going to go to the movies and see these characters are men and young ch- and young boys, white men and, and right, right, exactly. And so I think now we have something different. And so I, I was wondering if we were going to see like a, a different kind of image and, and one that was like a little bit more encompassing all audiences eh, not really, You still get that giant ass gun, um, big redhead. (laughs) Big redhead. That does look a little bit better than the original. Is
0: Hellboy a DC property image? Oh, sorry, Dark Dark Horse. He's Dark Horse comics, so he's like totally out of the world of DC and Marvel. Right, right. I'm glad you brought up a lot of those points of like, what was it like to be a superhero movie in 2004? (laughs) Uh, Because that's sort of the angle that I wanted to take it at, of like just thinking about movies from that, like let's say Blade. Blade in, like, the late 90s all the way up, like, basically to Iron Man in 2008. I was just kind of like, what were, like, superhero movies trying to do back then? What did they look like? Um, so thanks for bringing up all those points. That's stuff I definitely wanted to, like,
3: cool. talk about yeah. throughout the episode. You know, you saying that, I just realized I don't include X1, 2, or 3 in mm. that, like, douchey bro
2: movie. Those That's, movies are pretty good. They are good. Well, so it's, like, more ensemble cast than... S- like, focusing on a central character, Mm -hmm. at least from what I remember of the X-Men movies.
0: X-Men will definitely come up. I'm talking about good superhero movies versus bad superhero movies. Oh, my God. Um, So, Tori, you uh, checked out the reviews, right?
1: I did. Sorry, I was supposed to eat a piece of (laughs) a donut. (laughs) No, it's fine. I'm just being a fat ass. What's
0: your favorite donut flavor? Email us at podcast at (laughs) gmail.com.
1: Um, all right. So the podcast. Sorry. The podcast here. Hi. Um, so on Rotten Tomatoes, um, this got an 81% guaranteed fresh, um, and 65% of audiences (laughs) liked it. Um, I, I, you're usually good about having numbers for like budget and things like that yep, so like that those. all came up too um <clears throat> so it seems a lot of people were just like very excited like a lot of people just like Ron Perlman um I think that was like one of the biggest things I got from a lot of this um and a lot of people that have been seeing the bad reviews for right now because I follow a ton of people who have seen the new Hellboy just keep talking about how the first one was so much better and like how they li- liked that so much more um so that was kind of interesting um one person from the New Yorker wrote that the movie storyline concentrates on the character of Hellboy and his relationships with those important to him. Um, it becomes a unique romp with an exciting yet vulnerable superhero at the center who just happens to be the spawn of Satan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you're like, okay, cool. Um, yeah. Like Ron Perlman seems to be like just the main, um, main highlight for a lot of people here. Um, a lot of the, I want to find some of the bad reviews too Um, but one person also wrote that um, Jens S wrote that uh, they gave it a four star Uh, that's what a comic book adaptation should be like not taking itself too seriously excellent choices of actors awesome set and production design great special effects on a whole Um, it says like the pacing of it isn't super great but that was like the only like negative thing about it Um, some of the like bad reviews um, said inventive but derivative uh, perf-
2: Well-performed yet slightly hokey, Inventive. good but bad. If I you know. know what I mean. Um,
1: saying it's like hokey, um, visually lush yet over-stylized, and I'm like what do you want?
0: Um, This is all the same
1: person. (laughs) And they're all saying it's like hokey, but also like, it seems like that was like appealing to other people was that it seems like a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. What I've never seen any of them, but I feel like from what I know and have seen, it's that it's supposed to be kind of funny, right? The
4: series is pretty funny. Yeah. The comic series.
1: Um so, said it's another person saying dull derivative, poor plot. Um they said the enemies are really interesting, but then they wear off kind of like quickly too. Um They uh, some people are saying that it like steals from a lot of stuff, like anything from like Batman to the X Files, um, which doesn't everything. <laughs> doesn't but everything. I was also but that's the other thing too. I was like, well it. also like <laughs> is that the movie or is it like the comics, which yes, like everyone steals from
2: everyone. That's Would, what happens. And the comic is actually a pretty recent con like 93 right mm-hmm. yeah yeah which is interesting if it's a product of the early 90s as
1: well um yeah and then some people like didn't really like the computer graphics um that was another thing that came up which like for 2004 i can see like maybe that being not at its like height and like i, I was watching uh i watched a piece of um the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire recently and like that movie like doesn't look great now, um, which is like I no. remember like feeling like it looked kind of good originally.
4: On the uh, other hand, though, the Matrix is 20 years old this year and that movie looks like it was made yesterday.
1: Yeah, but like, you know, that's still I, I mean, I feel like I've seen more movies like from around this time now that like, used a bunch of CGI and computer stuff that doesn't look good, and, yeah, like... Yeah, the
4: Matrix is a pretty yeah. pretty extreme outlier. But yeah, yeah, like, I, that, I the, the, that
1: looks great, for sure. Um... Um, oh man, there was a really funny book. Oh so this was uh, one from two thousand four and it says While comic book movies may be the new fad, I'm hoping that the trend mm-hmm. will quickly end its tenure of terrorizing the cinematic landscape. Well, sorry to disappoint you. Wow. But <laughs>
3: Fifteen years 15 later. Fifteen years
1: later and this person must be like, Oh fuck, you know. Coming up on <laughs> Avengers
0: Endgame, potentially making a billion dollars opening weekend. Yeah. Jesus. Potentially. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's like, a it's weird. Like, a lot of people seem to like it and think it's like fresh, but at the same time, people like said they had issues with like the story. And then it says like once like Perlman's not in like scenes and stuff, you like don't really care that much either, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Um, he's
0: in most of them. Yeah.
3: I don't,
1: I don't know. This is, I have not it seen it. A, this it is what I'm reading. It took a while to
3: see him in the trailer.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Wait, he's
3: Hellboy, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so it seems like there's, like, a decent amount of people who even, like, think the CGI looks good in this one, too, so it seems like, like, people are, like, kind of divided on a lot of the, their feelings about this movie, so. Sounds like real life. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just interesting, I feel like when we, I feel like the 90s movies we picked were all, like, pretty, like, popular for the most part, so it was, like, hard finding, like, Mm -hmm. bad reviews for them, and this one, I'm like, oh, yeah, people are, like, kind of split.
3: People will just go in on superhero movies like I highly I I think that we will see more often than not people just tearing them apart.
1: Well, it's hard when you're attached to certain materials, too. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of sensitive, too. I guess, right? Yeah. Oh, believe me, I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. for sure.
3: Cool.
0: Well, thanks, Sam and Tori. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we uh Christine before kind of we get to what you thought of but I just want to give a brief uh, little summary of the movie from IMDb. Yeah, what the hell
3: is this movie about? <laughs> so a
0: demon raised uh from infancy after being conjured by and rescued from the Nazis grows up
1: <gasps> grows grows yep. up to become oh, obviously
0: a defender against the forces of darkness. Um essentially uh, Rasputin Yes, the Rasputin, you know, the Romanovs. Oh,
1: like it really is supposed it to is be.
0: It is really Rasputin. Yeah, it's like of that era. But although I think he died in like yeah, the nineteen so. Yeah, he died before yeah, yeah. So. that. So this is still him. Uh, he's working with the Nazis. They're trying to open a hell portal that basically will free a Lovecraftian space crystal monster that will then take over the world. And so as they're opening this portal, the U.S. Army comes in with John Hurt, uh, Dr. Broom, and then they like try to put a stop to it. And then What's Hellboy. funny is
2: this is taking place on an island off of Scotland. Yeah. So you're like, okay, Rasputin from the 19-teens, you've got World War II Nazis, and then you've got Scotland. You're like, how what does this What happened after they drowned together? Rasputin? He floated to Scotland or something? Like, what? Apparently it was because the ley lines are in Scotland, which are like these changes in the magnetic field. Right. Sorry, keep going.
0: No, and, Right, right, of course, um, of course. So basically... Things go wrong. The U.S. is, like, blowing up the hell portal. Uh, Rasputin gets sucked in, and a really cool, like, bubble, like, his skin bubbles into the... Um, into the portal and then Hellboy comes out and then the army discovers Hellboy and then you have this great classic um, like early 2000s 90s uh, title montage of it's like newspaper clippings of like Hellboy is sighted who is the Hellboy uh, Bigfoot or Hellboy it's just like Cryptid. these newspaper clippings like flying at you in the screen as I like, remind of
2: Spider-Man yeah
0: totally Spider-Man uh, and then kind of the whole crux of Hellboy's character arc is like am I going to be like what destiny says I should be, or am I going to decide who I want to be? That's kind of like the emotional, um, you know, arc of the movie for I think him. the
1: boy part of it's funny because Ron Perlman is definitely not a boy. <laughs> he is like a very big bulky yeah, man. Apparently
2: he, <laughs> he Hawking has through. the physique of a built, man but he's still like a teenager like a yeah. early 20 something oh. they say he ages
0: he ages <laughs> that sounds like slow the worst combination
2: of things that could happen to a person
0: <laughs> so he's been alive for like 60 years but has the body of like a 30 year old oh it's oh, kind
1: no. of like that no,
0: robin no, williams
1: no no. <laughs> no no
3: once again i just want to unzip my skin and crawl out because i am so good.
4: also just a little interesting note about uh, his physique ron perlman um for this film, worked out uh, three to five hours a day, uh, five to seven days a week. Uh, he also worked out while shooting every time he was uh, off off screen. And to prepare for the role, he read all of the Hellboy comics.
1: Mm-hmm. Way to go, Did Ron. Did his research.
4: Yeah. I'm going to talk about how adorable Ron Perlman is as this episode goes
0: on. There's <laughs> a lot of notes. <laughs>
2: I feel oh, bye, like Dirty. he's such an
1: interesting person.
0: Yeah, this was uh, kind of another fun fact. Um, so Mike Mignola, who created the comics, uh, when him and Guillermo del Toro met for the first time, Guillermo was basically like, on the count of three, say who you, you yeah. want to be, Hellboy. And then he went, one, two, three, Ron Perlman yep. at the same time. Wow. And the studio wanted it to be Vin Diesel. Yeah.
1: Oh, no.
0: what was the right <laughs> choice. Sure did. Um, so Christina I don't know, Vin
1: Diesel be like, like d and nerd. I feel like he would love it.
0: <laughs> they do talk a lot about fathers. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Fine. Yeah, we're oh going to to, gonna have have gonna to send to this father. clip to everyone afterwards because it's ridiculous. Um, so, <laughs> it's Christine, after so seeing
0: fear. bits and pieces of the movie, right, over mm-hmm. years, after sitting down and watching it, um, what were your thoughts?
2: So, yeah, this is a movie that I had seen, like, on TV, and now, having watched the first one in its entirety, realized that I had seen bits and pieces of one and two and thought they were the same movie, <laughs> and they were not. <laughs> um, all right, so things that I l- really appreciated about the movie, I think there were moments of real attention to detail. Moments where you're like, "All right, this is Guillermo del Toro at his finest, uh, and these are aspects of the movie he cares a lot about. Um, It's interesting, Sam, that you had such an intense reaction to... Fishboy? Yeah, and like the makeup (laughs) of of Hellboy, because I thought that the makeup and effects and the costumes were an example of del Toro's Really wonderful attention to detail, mm-hmm. um, specifically with Abe Sapien, Fish Boy. Um, <laughs> his cot, like the the scales, the what? So usually he's supposed to exist in a tank of water because uh, mm-hmm. he has gills. But when he's above out of water, he has a water ring, like a little one of those like things that people wear on long road trips around their neck, except it's filled with water. Wait, so it's like yeah. an
1: airplane pillow. Exactly
2: filled with salt. water. Um, but, and he's got these great kind of like, uh, steampunk goggles. It just, I was all about the makeup and effects of that character. Um, and I also thought Hellboy's, uh, makeup was, I, got, I really liked it. The swirls that he has in his arms and on his back, I thought were quite beautiful. And so I thought that makeup and effects were definitely a really strong, um, Part of the movie, I thought set design. The set design was great. When um, one of the FBI new FBI guys, John, arrives at the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense, the entrance looks like something out of Metropolis. Have you guys seen? Yeah, Tra- yeah. It, like, yeah. and you're like, accurate. wow, oh, this is this is really cool, and I'm I'm drawn in just from this from this set. Um, and the professor's office is filled with like mahogany bookshelves and books (laughs) and cool uh, little gadgets and things. So set design, awesome. There was one fight sequence that I thought was awesome awesome. In fact, it was one of the only scenes without Hellboy. (laughs) And it was the underwater fight scene with Abe Sapien and this monster he's fighting. The whole water is green and you watch this guy wrestle this, uh, uh, Abe Sapien wrestle this monster. And I thought that was a fucking freaky and really cool fight scene. And then moments of strong editing. Um, There's a scene where uh, Hellboy is cradling the uh spoiler alert can i say it yeah we're getting spoilers okay so the his father who raises him the professor gets killed and hellboy is ki- like holding him in his arms the classic morning scene John Hurt. but the shot right, is see. from above and it it draws back and there are numbers like a crime scene indicating like evidence all around and then the next cut is zooming back down in umbrellas sheltering the a uh, funeral party from the rain mm-hmm. and both shots are from mm-hmm. above. And it was just like, Oh damn. So beautiful. Really like m- added a lot of drama to what was supposed to be a very dramatic point. All right. Things that I didn't like about the character <laughs> development. I was like, I don't know why anyone's doing anything. Cause <laughs> I mean, this dialogue is, is rough. <laughs> I thought at first, maybe Del Toro inherited a screenplay or, or writing from somebody else and did what he could. He co-wrote it, so oh, it's like, oh, oh damn. Um, yeah, I didn't understand what motivated Rasputin as a villain, um, and the d- like. Liz the Sherman, <laughs> yeah. the trailer you mentioned that her throwing fire from her hands was cool. That's pretty much about like she had no <laughs> oh, character development. Oh my god, that's so disappointing. It was like I don't know. She's super wasted. It wasted, and then I looked her character up. She's really interesting. She has uh, like. Uh, what uh, what's the term?
0: Pyro-kine- py- pyrokinesis. pyrokinesis a, a, so she can pyromancer. like summon,
2: yeah, f- summon fire, and That's she burned name. her. She like killed D&D her family by burning down their home and their. Pet dog. No, and she was raised a devout Catholic and was forced to consider that her fire was because of this her sin, and she was forced to like pray to overcome this power. Yet she like goes to this monastery and like is able to harness her power. Pa- Anyhow, I don't know. There it's was like, like the, no character development. It's like Carrie. It's
4: like the better version of uh, what is it, Diablo, and the. Suicide, award-winning Suicide Squad. Award-winning Suicide Squad. Oh, what? No, <laughs> suicide
2: squad. oh shit. Yes. what did
1: it win for? Makeup. Uh, Killer best, Croc best did look <laughs> Best garbage. Well, as we have talked about in length, um, the Oscars are garbage, so. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. But
4: so is Suicide Squad.
1: <laughs> so there you go. Match made in heaven.
2: Yeah, anyhow, my biggest beef with the movie was no character development and... Um I thought that one of the other moving points was when the professor finds Hellboy as a baby mm-hmm. and you're like, mm. "Oh, maybe the, maybe at, in the least there'll be a montage of him growing up and being like, how does he develop and grow up in a world that would perceive him as a monster and what how does that shape his relationship with the father?" Nothing. It's just what you mentioned yeah. the clips of like him flying through the air and oh, Hellboy uh, yeah, anyhow. So what that was my right, right. right. What does baby Hellboy look like? Because Cute. I Cute.
1: They were Pretty, cute. Cute. Pretty cute. Like Baby yes. Grinch, but red.
0: Yeah. Kind of. He's like a yeah. little monkey. Like a red monkey.
1: <laughs> amazing. And
2: I, I was moved. <laughs> I really was. I gotta look it up.
1: Well, I feel like that's a problem with, like, origin stories, too. It's, like, hard Not to... Not enough time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, I'm eating a donut. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, there, you want to show so much stuff, and you want to, like, do the whole origin thing, and then, like, becoming what they're supposed to be. But at the same time, having a lot of action, and I think sometimes that can be done pretty well. No. But like other times, it seems like that's problematic. And like you're right, like I movie. do think it'd be interesting to see like Hellboy growing up. But like, yeah, I don't know, like what that movie would look like. You know, like to try to it, it fast, build later on. It fast—it's yeah. fo-
2: like moment he's a baby, yeah. and then it fast forwards to him and then like his lair, and he loves kittens and he loves baby. There's roots, a lot of cats, and then you're like, wait, okay, there's so much. That needs to be explained Mm -hmm. about this. That's too bad. Uh, He's cute, right? Did you find him? Yeah. Mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's not a little reluctant. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, I definitely agree with all the criticisms that you said, but I think the... Why I picked this movie was because I felt like this was really underrated when it came out. And I watched this maybe, like, two months ago after not seeing it for a while. And I was really surprised at how well that it held up. Because after watching, like, you know, the first, like, the first X-Men, X2, it's like, they're good, but not, like, as held up as well as I remembered. But I felt like for a lot of it, um, Hellboy, did you find it?
1: Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) What? Baby, I Hel- don't know. Baby kind of weird. I don't looking. like it.
2: He's <laughs> so cute. He's so cute. I, so mm. cute. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think in terms of like the world building creature design and the scope of the plot, those are things that I think modern superhero movies can learn from. We've certainly come a long way from, you know, going from Rasputin in 2004 to uh, Black Panther's Killmonger. In, was that 27? 2018? 2018. 2018. Um, So we've come a long way of, like, how, you know, deep our villains can get. But I just was so impressed with the work that Guillermo did of, like, there's these awesome frog boar kind of creatures. And they have, like, similar, like, runes kind of, like, inscribed on their flesh. And they're, like, mostly all practical.
2: But he's good at creature shit. Have you seen Annihilation? Mm -mm. Yes. They look like the bear, the front of the bear. Oh, shit. From Annihilation with the big Teeth with oh, yeah. no flesh. Fucking freaky. Cool
1: Annihilation is a good movie that did like awesome like creature effects Ooh. last year. Yeah, for sure.
0: And I think this movie got me thinking, and I you know, I picked it cause what does it mean to be a superhero? Um, and I think the struggle of Hellboy, and it could have been done better, but the struggle between should I be this like Satan spawn that's going to cause the apocalypse Or should I be who, like, I was raised to be and see, like, the good in humanity and, like, want to help people? I think that's a really, uh, I think that's the one kind of, like, development (laughs) that the movie does pretty well. And, like, he sacrifices, at the end of the movie, uh, Rasputin captures uh, Liz, is that her name? Liz, yeah. I don't even remember, like, that's how little. Liz Sherman. Liz Sherman. um, Like, captures her. Rasputin steals her soul. There's just, like, a lot of crazy stuff in this movie, too. Oh,
2: my God. God. (laughs)
1: Rasputin is a villain. Sam, I'm also thinking about Venom when Venom's all of a sudden just, like. Oh yeah, like I I like this. I want to stay here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going
3: to fight for good. <laughs> can I get an explanation for this screenshot? It's just the fish boy holding some kind of like can and just being
1: like Wait. Eh.
2: Stand by. Uh, I think I like fish. that She's fish boy out. better. <laughs> Looks like they're watching a good movie. I loved Abe Sapien. I thought he was cool such a character. great problem yep. solver. He has his own battles, like, Mm -hmm. he goes through his own kind of journey with Hellboy. I'm Which just, I guess
1: that's also probably a hard thing to do in a movie, too, where it's, like, the first of it, where you're, like, trying to do an origin story, but then also have his, like, team at the same time. Right. Yeah. That also must be, like, kind of hard to, like, get all of those pieces to fit together within a movie. I'd say
4: it's explored more successfully in the sequel. That, that part. Oh, really? Of yeah. The, the sequel to
0: it's, I'd say, really good, actually. Mm. Yeah, the sequel's, it's uh, Hellboy 2 The Golden Army.
1: I feel like I remember seeing imagery from that that looked amazing.
0: Yeah, the stuff that, like, the creature that looks like a...
4: Uh, as well as like a representation of time itself or something. Yeah. That's like a, a very much a pan's labyrinth creature that just speaks the lines. Like my heart is made of sand and dust.
0: <laughs> right. and <shit> like that. <laughs> and, and instead like, of having, instead this? of having his eyeballs and his palms, like We're in pan's like labyrinth, he wings. has wings and yeah, there's eyeballs so in there. Cool. So it's also kind of funny watching. I'm a huge camera del Toro fan and watching his movies of kind of just like how he like takes inspiration from his other projects yeah. to kind of like funnel um, his ideas into it. And I, you know, I, I really connected with like Hellboy and Ape Sapien, like the crew of what they were trying to do. This definitely like kind of bland. Uh, like John Myers is kind of like the care, like the audience's point of view. He was invented for the movie, um, and he was like, huh. I'm the new guy. Let me learn all about things and ex- exposit all the knowledge that the audience needs to know mm. onto me. Um, and in the movie, the world doesn't know that Hellboy exists or that the BRPD, uh, the Bureau of— um, Or it's like
2: there's sightings of Hellboy. Right. But Um, and so Jeffrey Tambor's in the
0: movie. And so he's kind of like the FBI liaison to this group who's like, if you know, the movie opens with him like and Dr. Broom's like watching a TV and it's like some talk show host is like, so Jeffrey Tambor is Hellboy real? It's like, if he was real, how come every single photo of him is blurry? And like everybody laughs. ha <laughs> <laughs> And so he looks like,
2: directly in the camera.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Black Hole. I don't know if you're out there. You're all blurry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> blurry. So he was invented for the movie. Um, and so those characters are kind of a little weak. But I think the relationship between uh, Abe Sapien, um, Hellboy, and his dad, like the team that they kind of form and the problem they're trying to solve, I think, is... I think it's really compelling. And the the biggest thing against the movie is that the, it ends with a giant big CGI fight where Rasputin mm-hmm. is like defeated, but then he like somehow this uh, Lovecraftian monster is inside of him and he just turns into some kind of like tentacle monster. And then Hellboy like gets swallowed, but he unplugs
2: grenades and blows up. I will say the the sound effects and sound design for Mm -hmm. those scenes unbelievable. Mm. Um, Like the guttural cry, yes, (laughs) nailed it. Um, I've been practicing. We're super (laughs) into every morning in front of the mirror. (laughs) Nailed it, nailed it. Um, Yeah, I thought that was like.
1: Also, anytime I hear something is Lovecraftian, I'm like, yes, please tell me more.
2: (laughs) Tell
4: me more about how this is maybe racist.
1: Um, listen he wrote wrote some good (laughs) shit he's like a racist weirdo but like he wrote some insane (laughs)
0: sci-fi um so i think the movie does enough right where i feel like it's still really awesome to like watch today and i feel like it still holds up pretty well um i feel like some of the effects look better than some of the effects in infinity war like Hmm. i felt like iron man's suit in infinity war looked fake as shit like i feel like black panther did the like um when the when the suit grows mm-hmm. on him, I thought it did that nanotechnology way better than Iron Man. Iron Man just looks like a giant computer toy being thrown around. When it's like felt like Hellboy, it's like wow, this is like actual makeup that Ron Perlman is in, like mm-hmm. a real stone mm-hmm. fist he's holding. Like I just felt like in some ways the effects were better than like two hundred million dollar superhero movies. Practical so effects, baby, can't um, beat it. I actually have the
2: budget true. breakdown. Yeah, I mean like when he, he there's like a kiss scene at the end like where he you and all that shit and you're like clearly between him and Selma and- like oh. between Liz and Hellboy and you're like okay this is the for real and Selma has chosen top lip or bottom lip to, to get, I mean it's like his face is so big and his mouth like i did not know if he overdubbed a lot of those lines cuz it's just like yeah, I don't makeup know. going like up rock and down, Roman is good
1: at doing that weird, like facial yeah. stuff, too.
4: It was so much. I was makeup like, This was the,
3: definitely real. <laughs>
4: the, only, the only parts of his face that you actually see that aren't unaffected by makeup are his eyelids. Whoa,
3: yeah. <laughs> wow, it reminds me um, a little bit about uh, Fantastic Four with the thing when they actually like made him that like weird <laughs> rock suit.
1: You're like, Oh. Mm, yeah. That had to suck. God, I <laughs> forgot everything
2: about that. Movie. Yeah, I mean, it's like an yeah. early aughts one.
0: Yeah, that came out like what two thousand five? Like right after Hellboy. I think Something I think like Hellboy's way better than um, any of the Fantastic Four movies that well, came out. Great. Yeah, I agree. Um, has anybody ever revisited any of those early, like late nineties, early two thousand superhero movies? And like, how do you think that they've held up?
1: Spider-Man doesn't look great, at least the first one. But I still think that fucking um, Green Goblin is great. Well,
2: Defoe, so I will defend amazing. that Spider-Man till my grave. No,
1: I like it. I also, I I haven't rewatched it in a while, but I thoroughly enjoyed the second one. I thought Doc Ock was yeah. really yeah. great. Yeah,
4: Alfred Molina. He yeah, kills the it, second yeah. one yeah. was the best.
1: Yeah, the second one's for sure the best. The third one is the worst, but also one of the best. Uh, Viewing experiences at a theater I went to because everyone hated it and was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is wrong with you, Spider Man?" <laughs> and it Anybody was the best that dance thing. Yeah, they're all like, like he's like crying in front of what's her face, um, and like some guys like Spider Man. Why are you crying right now, <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man? Why? Everyone was so upset about it, but yeah, I forget like what else came out around then I haven't seen any of the Blade movies, but I know those are on something right now. They're like pretty great. Netflix. I would like Diero to watch. Directed them. Blade too. Oh, <laughs> okay, cool.
2: I his seen it. filmography is so That's
1: crazy,
2: Bananas. like mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. God, there's so much I just wanted to talk about. Is On that- <laughs> my two watch list is like one of his first movies, Kronos. Which oh, Kronos is weird. has I like Ron it. Perlman in it. It's like half yeah. Spanish language, half English mm-hmm. movie. You've watched it?
1: I have. It's on It's on a... I don't know if it still is, but it was on Hulu as part of the Criterion collection that they had on Hulu. I was right. like,
2: this movie seems awesome. Yeah.
1: It's, ve- it's very odd, but I liked it a lot. Good practical stuff.
2: Yeah. And then Pan's Labyrinth. You're like... Oof. Oh, man. That was
1: like... St- I love that movie. I can never watch it again because I cried so much,
2: (laughs) but I love that movie. Which made me wonder whether Hellboy being a, was it PG or PG-13? PG-13. Whether if, if it had been like a rated R movie, how much darker it could have been while maintaining there were some moments of humor, which I thought were like sort of wonderful, nice sort of, one liners yeah. and um
0: Wonder if you mentioned it was kind of corny, but that's what I kind of like about it. Mm. Of like it's I don't know if wholesome is the right word, but it's just sort of like a fun sort of like adventure movie where like the world is at stake, but there's no like so many movies are like gassing the city like Batman, uh Batman Begins, like going to gas the city or like the Avengers the blue laser shooting up into the sky. It's
4: so like this it's one, all like
0: 9/11 re- right. rehashing really. It's
4: like kind of a weird like cinematic therapy, which that's what they do i that. mean that's yeah. like what
1: happens in these like different types of genre movies is they you know i mean the whole reason kaiju movies came a thing is because of you know fucking yeah. bombs and right, you right. know hiroshima and stuff so
0: well i just want to preach that hellboy is like the smaller scale like it's very like character focused in mm. terms of like they're not trying to save the entire planet which they're trying to do but it's just done on like a character moment mm. if that makes sense
1: yeah, it's like smaller scale. Smaller,
0: like a world. Like the world's in danger, but it's on a smaller scale. Yeah, like visually and presented that way.
2: Which mm. made me wish that that the dialogue was just. I, ba- I mean, you're you're supposed to understand that that Hellboy resists having to work with others. He's like, I, you know, I'm I'm a loner. I do things by myself. But he literally says that. Like, please don't. Get yourself involved. I am a type of person that likes to do things all, all by myself. And it's like, come on, trust us as an audience to figure this out. You don't need to explicitly Damn. say that.
0: I think it's interesting that you brought up uh, that point in the rated R, because I feel like if now some of these movies have been getting reboots. Like the X-Men got rebooted. Fantastic Four got rebooted. Hellboy's getting rebooted. I assume Blade We'll come back at some, some point,
1: point eventually. Well, and it was a big deal that this new one was rated R. Yeah. And everyone was, like, stoked about that. But now apparently everyone's saying yeah. it well, sucks. What I was so. looking up
0: about the new one was it's very much in the world of, like, splatter gore. Mm. Like, the violence is, like, ridiculously over the top. Okay. And the movie is a... It, one reviewer, one review I read was, like, it's trying to be a B movie, but also be, like, a summer blockbuster. Oh. And it oh, can't, it can't yeah. be both. Like, you either make fun of the movie that you're doing... And have it be just like ninety minutes, whatever. Or you do the two and a half hour temple. Like it's it's super. Hard all about B
2: movie middle. splatter shit. Right. I love yeah, that. But and it's not necessarily that I would want to. Like, make the the Hell, the 2004 Hellboy gory more gory. Right. But I think what's so intense about Pan's Labyrinth it's like psychologically it 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 has complexity and depth and is like super dark and intense and I'm like I feel like there could there can be moments of humor in the hell in this hellboy but also if if there was kind of a darker element that exp- like went more into the fact that hellboy mm-hmm. is the spawn of satan yet he's resi- that moment when he breaks off his horns and is yeah. like I'm going to go my own way and sort of mm. do my own th- like I feel like there was there's stuff bubbling under the surface that could have been, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Explored a little bit more.
0: I haven't read too much of the comics. I actually own a big volume, but I've never had the chance. I was going to read it before, try to get into it before the episode, but it's just, oh, this past two weeks have just been absolutely yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the idea of like because like that moment where he breaks his horns, because he files his horns down to like, try to be fit in a little more. And so at the end of the movie, when he like, turns into the giant Hellboy monster to, like, unleash the Cthulhu-like monster. His horns, like, grow back and he becomes, like, more of a devilly person. Um, and so, so many of those, like, iconic imagery was taken from the comic. Like, this movie's not adapted from one run. I think it's, like, from five or six different oh, Hellboy stories. So <laughs> it's sort of like Guillermo took lots of different pieces and, like, iconic Hellboy imagery and then kind of, like, created his own narrative out of that. Like, there's a mm-hmm. scene where... Um, Two Nazis go to resurrect Rasputin at this like Icelandic maze
2: fortress. <laughs> Once <laughs> again. It's like, so, so many combinations. Sorry.
0: It's just <laughs> a lot of, com- and so that's from like a different run. And then when you're talking about Christine's like the underwater fight, that's from a different. Well, like based story. on what you
1: guys are saying, that also, like, kind of seems like maybe potentially the problem with it is that you're just pulling from so many different, like, source materials that it's, like, probably feeling like a, oh, you could have delved deeper into this one area, but instead you wanted to go to, like, all of these other different directions. Yeah. to
3: shoot the shot. If you're going to make this movie, yeah. you're not knowing it's going to have a sequel. Yeah.
0: But I also think that could be, like, maybe the best way to do A comic book adaptation. Because we've seen time and time again of like, they changed the villain. They made it wrong. Like, it's not like it was on the page.
2: Cl- too closely tied to a specific story people are gonna get right. picky or it's like, like with mm-hmm.
0: Harry Potter or like and when you're adapting any book series like that's not what it said on the page when it's like I, maybe he had like the smart idea and it wasn't maybe executed the best but to take imagery, Prisoner of Azkaban
1: coming from yeah coming from a guy that doesn't think Prisoner of Azkaban is the best <laughs> uh, Order of the not. Phoenix
0: it's, that's also <laughs> not what do you think the best is they don't y'all. say Chamber of Secrets
3: it is Chamber of Secrets <laughs> <laughs> Chamber
0: of Secrets no we're not going down this rabbit hole <laughs>
3: Save it, Save it for a different podcast. Save for
0: a different podcast.
3: Something interesting that I thought about when you were talking, Connor, was that you so you mentioned how this movie is getting a reboot and that we've seen reboots of various mm-hmm. comic book movies. And it's 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 funny to me that you mentioned Fantastic before You mentioned this one and they both sucked. Except, But then you also talked about X-Men and that's not necessarily a reboot but it's, like, creating prequels. And those movies have actually been
1: fine. Like, well, right. some of them. Apocalypse yeah. was just I garbage. Got I, I yeah. actually made a list. I'm assuming Fe- Dark Phoenix is going to be garbage a little bit, too. But... That looks so garbage. And I keep seeing trailers for it. And I was like, this has to be coming out soon, right? Because I've been seeing trailers yeah. since, like, October. So it's not coming out to the fucking summer. I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? How many more of these do I have to sit through?
0: I actually made I'm glad you brought up X-Men cuz I actually made a list comparing Spider-Man 2 to X-Men Apocalypse. One of the best superhero movies ever made and probably the worst superhero movie ever made. Wait, I ca-
1: you think Apocalypse is worse than Last Stand?
0: I do. Oh,
1: okay. A lot of people have some real feelings about Apocalypse. I
0: re- It's the it's one of the I only- remember
1: Last Stand not being good either. I haven't oh, seen yeah, Last Stand's yeah. not
0: good. But I, I, Alyssa and I drove to see, like, we drove about 45 minutes to see X-Men Apocalypse because we were, you know, out somewhere.
3: I remember the story.
0: And we left the theater, like, raving, like, not mad, like, it, it's not a big deal, but we were just like, what a horrible movie. Like, 45 minute drive back, we were just like, this movie's so shitty. I kind of came up with a another list of sort of, like, for me, the top five things that kind of, like, make a superhero movie, like, what make me connect to it. Uh, Number one being like connection to the heroes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two, like the quality larger than life effects, be they computer or practical effects, Um, a script that establishes specific wants and needs, Uh, a villain uh, or antagonist whose issues we get and why this person needs to be the hero and how it affects their life and world. Mm. Spoiler alert! Those are things that make every movie good. <laughs> Stuff like
1: that. I saw a thing on Twitter the other day that said, "Why are they making a new Avengers? If Thanos already saved the galaxy?" And it made me laugh so much.
0: <laughs> um, so this is just kind of like a list of like what I thought make things good. Spider Man Two. Uh, he has a great hero who struggles. Um, who like stru whose struggles we get. His mentor becomes the villain, which affects his personal life because mm-hmm. this person has become like a father figure. Becomes Doc Ock. Um, What did I write here? Um, And like
1: Doc Ock is very complex as a villain, too. Yeah.
0: Oh, he gets such an amazing treatment in the new (laughs) um, Spider-Man PS4 game. Um, We see his heroics from civilians point of view, which we don't really get a lot in a lot of superhero movies. And it ends with, I think it ends with an amazing moment of when him and MJ are like, do we want to be together? And like, yeah, sure. And then he like gets a call to be Spider-Man. And then she looks out the window and you're like, I read it as, oh shit, do I really want this in life? Mm. And that's like how the movie ends of like, does she really want this? And so that movie is super amazing. X-Men Apocalypse. uh, We don't get to connect with any of the new cast at all. Like, um... Uh, Sansa Stark,
2: Ty- Tyler. Her what her, is that about? I are. watched one of the new. Uh, I
1: like the <laughs> idea of like those characters as <laughs> the X-Men. Sana? Sansa no! is part of
2: the X-Men. Sophie Turner. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. I I think I might have seen this. I mean,
0: um, <laughs> uh, Magneto is the best part, but just his first uh, 20 always. minutes. <laughs> when it's it, him struggling with his family in this like Polish rural village, the police come to fucking hang him. Because he, like, saves somebody in a, uh, like, smelting refinery by stopping, like, a giant, like, molten thing from falling on him with using his... You can't see in in the podcast, but I'm raising my hand. He's raising (laughs) his
2: arm. Fingers outstretched.
0: And then the, like, police in the town come to, like, hang him. Like, they have rope to kill him. And then they, like, as they're shooting, he, like, deflects the bullet, but they kill his family, his daughter. And, like, it's a beautiful 20-minute short Magneto film that doesn't matter for like the rest of it
3: well is not first class the exact same thing i mean first class is better but first like, class is
0: a good movie
3: the whole first 20 minutes you're like this is amazing magneto movie can we just admit that like this prequel was supposed to be all about magneto which arguably one of the best fucking characters yeah. marvel has ever they
0: made. should have had a magneto hunting nazis movie
1: Hell yeah. They have a good like just ethical thing that I I always really appreciate. Like I I think when we talk about Avengers and stuff, too, like I love like the Tony and uh, Steve, like ethical kind of like guidelines that both of them are trying to follow. And I feel that way with like Magneto and Professor X a lot, which I really enjoy.
0: And it's so frustrating. That's not really an expert. Yeah. (laughs) The whole world gets like disintegrated and you don't see any civilian. Or maybe you see two people running on a screen screen lot and a car moves. Um,
1: Civilians don't matter in these no. movies. We don't uh, care. Everything
0: is rushed uh, and it poorly crams in ideas for new movies. Jean Grey turns into the Phoenix at the end of X-Men Apocalypse. Just because. When you literally don't see any of her powers being used. Ugh. X-Men Apocalypse is so bad. (laughs) Wow! So it's just interesting of like Spider-Man 2, characters that you connect with, motivations you get, villains who are well built. X-Men Apocalypse, Oscar Isaac, a beautiful man as he is. He's just a giant purple monster that apparently all he can do is turn people into like morph them into walls. That's like all he does. He gives people wings and morphs them in the walls. that
3: can so, do whatever he wants. It's so <laughs> funny how similar Apocalypse is to Last Stand, now that we're talking yeah. about it. Because like Jean Grey turned into Dark Phoenix for no fucking reason. Too. None. And I mean, oh, do- she was dead. And the only way to save her. Oh my god.
0: And what are they doing with the next X-Men movie? <laughs> Dark Phoenix. Mm. Guys are gonna be terrible.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, and rant. But I think that those are two great examples of like a really great superhero movie. Than a really shitty superhero movie. And I, I feel like Hellboy falls more toward the Spider Man 2 realm of it, of like really great world design. Um, characters you kind of get could definitely have more of that. Um, and it's like, I feel like there's a lot you understand. Rasputin, pretty similar to oh, Apocalypse. But, <laughs> but he's not the title character of the movie. <laughs> Any other kind of final thoughts on Hellboy or early superhero movies from the 2000s? Oh,
2: but the second in command villain who's made of sand. Yes. That he had no character development, but didn't need it. Mm-mm. Visually, this guy, like the, the costume was fucking scary. And he has a heart that he cranks. Mm-hmm. And the sound of him cranking his heart through this kind of like. I don't know. His, his sand is in his blood. and he So like... when he's gets shot, sand pours right. out of his body. He cranks his heart with this little clock mechanism. And then when there's an autopsy being done by the professor, it shows his regular skin. But he has this thing where when he was alive, he would remove skin himself from his face. And so you see his teeth. Expo- oh, my gosh. That visual effect was outrageous and really insane and he's got blade I like, arms i don't need any character development this visually is just uh-huh. freaky and Damn. interesting
4: i have uh i have two quick notes about uh as i mentioned before about how wonderful ron perlman is um <laughs> he was really dedicated to the role as we mentioned before he was constant pretty much constantly working out and um he read all the comics. In addition to that, he broke a rib during one sequence where he jumps uh, onto a an oncoming subway car that was genuinely traveling at forty five miles an hour. What? Um, the subway
2: scenes were cool. Yeah, were really
4: good. And um, also, his makeup took four hours to apply. Um, and uh, even though yes. that was a grueling process for him every day, the the film and so on, um, he still agreed to do it one last time before the sequel was made uh, outside of the context of the movie, and that was. Uh, for a uh, child named Zach's, uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, wish to spend the day with his favorite comic book hero, Hellboy, as played by Ron Perlman. Oh my God! <laughs> <That's so
2: sweet. laughs>
4: Which is also something that, like, and we'll get into it a little bit more this month. I I tend to be a little bit skeptical of superhero films in general, but um, one thing that I really appreciate about that industry, and especially uh, especially through Marvel and the people that have consistently embraced roles in, in multiple sequels, is they really, as actors, make the time to do that stuff. And mm-hmm. it's really cool. I um, think even
1: Christian Bale, who, like, is kind of yeah. known as being a dick, like, didn't he go to, like, Disney for some kid? Um, because that was, like, his wish to hang out with Batman or something? It was
4: something like that. Or yeah. they had, like, a Batman day uh, at 1. Yeah, and he like, showed up. In a town. And- yeah, like those those little moments and like the real joy that it brings to uh, to an audience of people that aren't going to be like trashing Captain Marvel on the internet as like shiros or just like people <laughs> who are shitting on like diversity because it's just like old you know fucking nerds shitting on on art. Um, instead, it's just it's for you know this is chiefly for kids and it's it's great yes. to see. Mm-hmm the actors embrace that spirit and go out of their way to embody these heroes for kids. I think that's really awesome.
1: Honestly, I was thinking yeah. about that when I saw Captain Marvel. Cause I thought it was like, I had fun. I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was like great. But I also think it's just cause like, I don't think a lot of those are great. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know I was like sitting there and I was like thinking about stuff that I like didn't love about it and was like making mental like notes as like a critic and then some girl next to me who's like this very young kid is like screaming like go Captain Marvel like the whole movie and I was like "All right, well fuck whatever I have to say this is for her it's not for me and there was a girl at the movie theater who worked there dressed up like Captain Marvel and all the kids were super stoked and like (laughs) taking pictures with her and everything and I was like this is cute like this this is exciting this is adorable
0: and like Brie Larson started like a charity to like raise money for like underprivileged girls to see Captain Mm -hmm. Marvel and like she was serving popcorn at a few movies like she Mm -hmm. went to New Jersey randomly was like serving popcorn and like did a speech before the trailer Mm -hmm. so yeah I think it's just like yeah these like you were saying these actors like really embracing and like the kids really like loving it yeah yeah I admire the spirit of
1: that yeah Mm -hmm. it's like obtainable hero kind of stuff which is cool to see yeah and also
3: like taking it further but like them participating in charities or creating their own kind of charities and important things because of the characters that they've played yeah, and they have like created such such spaces for them in the hearts of like children and all of us.
1: Which you have to get like I guess I would assume like when you're playing something like this for such a long time, like probably get some sort of responsibility as to like how you're making so many different people feel like based on like this role.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like people growing up with Marvel, right? Like someone was like 10 years old in 2008. They're like 18 years old now. Mm-hmm. 19 years old. it's like yeah like seeing someone of like so influential when you're little like now you're like these people are like adults
3: that just made me so (laughs) emotional
0: (laughs) cool any other kind of final thoughts on hellboy or anything we've been talking about so far you got a paper christine is that
2: i'm trying to no i'll save it
0: um special shout out to (laughs) doug jones who is the fish man in he's all, and he's he Pan and Del
2: Toro are like yeah to go, it, oh he's Fishman twice yep. he's in a lot of good for you he yeah. plays Pan uh, Pan mm-hmm
0: and of, the eye person, the, the labyrinth, labyrinth Of the labyrinth
1: thing. <laughs> for, for for our listeners out there, Christine just tried to do like the the hand eyeball thing with her hands. Looks
2: like sloppy so. bunny. It felt a little
1: <laughs> threatening. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and I guess one last fun fact I want to give out is that David High Pierce was the voice of Ape Sapien, but he said he doesn't didn't want to credit because Doug Jones did all the work.
1: Oh, right. that's dope. Because yeah, uh, cool.
0: it was like three to it was like five to seven hours every day to get into makeup. Wow. and they get out of it so he was does um, Doug
1: Jones
3: just not have a good voice
0: he's, he's too not, busy
3: doing awesome things with he's his not body
0: alright whatever man <laughs> cool well I think that wraps up our Hellboy discussion thank you so much everybody for what you brought um, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back with our whiteboard question
3: you'll never understand the power inside you I'll just have to find a way to live with that.
0: We have a new segment now that we're going to be doing regularly, uh, taking a character quiz of what character are you from the movie? We had so much fun with Now and Then uh, that we are going to continue this theme. Uh, The quiz we used was on zenhex.com. Surprisingly, there was no real quiz, like good quizzes of which Hellboy character are you. Um, So I'll start. I got Rasputin. You're evil and extremely old. I think you're. I think those are the two defining characters. I think you're past. I think you're past your use. mm, Your past. I don't know what the phrasing is. uh, Used by date seriously ever think of retirement? Your past past used by. I was going to say the way you said that made my brain fall apart. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm Rasputin. Bubble, bubble man getting sucked into the space.
1: I think that I should go next because I am also Rasputin oh my So I am also very, very old nice, and evil. Nice.
3: Mm. Um who okay, Christine, who'd you get?
2: Uh I got Abe. Nice. Okay.
4: I also got Abe Sapien. The description is uh and this is not the correct grammar, but uh <laughs> You're an intelligent being. You know almost everything there is to know that includes when not to open your mouth. You are very helpful and a much valued friend.
0: Aww. Aww. Sam, who'd you get?
2: Literally. I think it was because oh
0: I liked to listen to classical music. <laughs> I
4: think that was the only defining find Oh, that previous quiz. Good lord. <laughs> the options were... One of the, the questions... The, the questions... Oh, God. The choice for, like, uh, what's your favorite kind of music were either I hate music, I don't have time, or classical and love music. <laughs> Suffice to say, we did not take that quiz. Took another one. Yeah,
2: I think the only things is want a water thing around my neck and classical music. <laughs> That's the things, the commonalities we share. <laughs>
3: Um, my answer is depressing, so I got Liz Sherman. You struggle at times to control yourself and can lose it, but it's lucky you have such close friends who help you clear things out. You lack self confidence and often blame yourself. There's like five F's. Oh wow! Um, blame yourself for things that weren't your fault. Oh, great!
0: How you doing? really happy Are you doing about
3: okay? it. Fine. <laughs>
0: Well, if you wow. take the quiz, be sure to let us know what character you are.
3: <laughs>
2: Honestly, um, if they didn't. If they did an offshoot movie, they should. If Hellboy, they should definitely do a Liz Sherman offshoot. That'd be cool. Yeah, she could have a really cool movie. Mm.
0: I think she's better served in the sequel, from what I remember. Yeah. All right, so let's move into our whiteboard question. As we talked about at the beginning of the episode, this was brought to us by our friend Heather. Uh, basically, what top five movies describe your movie aesthetic or like what movies you're really into. I kind of took it as movies that I kind of wish other movies did in terms of maybe like dialogue or presentation or style or that's kind of how I came at it. Um, So who kind of wants to go first with their top five list?
1: I can go. Yeah. So I just started to think of like movies I would want people to watch to like understand the kind of movies that I'm into. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, they're mostly horror movies. Um, <laughs> surprise! So, surprise! Surprise! Um, Reanimator, um, which is one of my favorites. I love Jeffrey Combs a lot. I also just watched Bride Reanimator for the first time, and there's a decapitated head with bat wings attached to it. So, damn. Mm. Um, the um other one I picked is the thing. Um, John Carpenter classic. Um, I just put Lord of the Rings because I figured that just should. You know,
2: all-encompassing, all-encompassing.
1: <laughs> just Lord of the Rings in general. Uh, the Godfather also up there. Ooh, nice. Um, and then also the witch.
2: Cool. Yes. The the
1: witch. The witch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go next?
1: <laughs> I got five.
0: I didn't. I didn't write. It was a... really
1: hard. <laughs> yeah, it was hard.
4: Um. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't see this question before, and I didn't write this stuff down, but I, I can probably, I think, do this off the top of my head. I would say um, definitely There Will Be Blood, my favorite movie, um, and like sort of a very uh, slow burn and very taut, intense character drama as it goes on. Um, Fargo, which we've discussed and watched, um, a movie that is dark but has a lot of heart. Um, I would say Alien, uh, 1979, uh, the really Scott film. Um, because of its, like, claustrophobia and uh, how it utilizes darkness in a really effective and powerful way. Um, after that would be Road Warrior, um, the George, uh, George Miller film uh, with Mel Gibson in the Mad Max franchise um, for its pacing and its, uh, its into- almost complete absence of expository dialogue. Uh, And then for the last one, I would say Synecdoche, New York, um, which is a Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, vehicle from um, Charlie Kaufman. That was uh, really sort of like a kind of like a mindfuck of a movie, but very emotional and um, really impactful. So uh, the aesthetic of those movies, or maybe I I might also plug in The Master because that film cinematically Mm. is beautiful. Um, So those five, probably five and a half.
0: What about First Reformed.
4: Um, I love the aesthetic of that movie. I love the tone and vibe. Um, that would be maybe top, uh, I'd have to put that maybe like top 25, but, um, but it'd be in the, it'd be in the list somewhere. I just don't have room for in that top five.
3: I had to cheat a little bit (laughs) and do like a four plus one. So my movie aesthetic is like soft gentle tender films that are really like heartfelt and warming that also make me weep but i also really love a period drama too so if like if (laughs) it's a period piece i'm all about (laughs) it so testament of youth fits there um and i've immediately forgotten all five um testament of youth big fish Mm -hmm. um gifted with Chris Evans not a period piece but it's amazing and a league of their own and then my plus one is actually a tv show um I love Captain America and I love the Marvel Universe but there's one character who like she is me I am her I love her so damn much that's Peggy Carter and she had a very short-lived um tv series that was Two seasons, mm-hmm. I think maybe like a total of like 15 Thir- 13, episodes or something 13. like that. Yeah. Um, That, me, strong, badass lady, but like wear in the vintage fashion. Get it. I love it so
0: much. Underrated show. Mm-hmm. The
3: first season was so good. Second season was not yeah. great, but
2: first season.
0: Christine, what you got for us?
2: Um, All right. So this was hard because I was thinking about movies that I've loved in different periods of my life
1: summer of my monkey
2: Um, namely (laughs) summer of my monkey Um, so first one always comes to mind Blade Runner it's probably a movie I've Mm. seen like more than any other movie um, and has stuck with me for so long Um, like Sam I love a good period piece Mm. and uh, Bright Star which is about John Keats have you seen this Sam? a very long time Okay. I, because you were like, so like makes me we like I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's a Jane Campion movie, and um, I just love like romantic era poetry, and that movie was just beautiful. So British period piece, all about it. Um, yeah, a, a British period piece, <laughs> <is> so good. <laughs> uh, signs, I gotta give ah, okay. M Night M. some love. I've I had to be honest about movies that, like, I was obsessed with in different parts of my life, and that definitely was a movie that I loved so much. Um, Volver, uh, Pedro Almodovar, I I love his movies, and that was, like, one of the first of his movies I had seen, and I was like, oh, this is so great, and I... mm, I, Yeah, uh, Penelope Cruz is fucking awesome. And then... uh, My last one is a movie that I had seen like more recently, but was like, this is the combination of like all elements that I love about movies. And it's the Phantom Thread,
1: which I I realized
2: that the thread, the actual thread of the movies that I love, (laughs) like visuals, costumes, characters that I don't understand fully, but like there's lots of like interesting, wonderful ambiguity and character dynamics. And I saw this movie and I was like, damn, this is like everything that I love in a movie all combined. And yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'd say those are my, those are my top ones that kind of touch on. Yeah.
0: I love all these lists. All right. So mine, I felt like I kind of came up with them quick and I feel like this could, if you ask me this question next week, it, Could very well change. Uh, But I put Best in Show, kind of like representing like comedy. I I, I don't know. I kind of thought of like different genres that I really Mm -hmm. love. So Best in Show, um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That was a movie that really like blew me away. And I think really that and Black Panther like really changing the game of like what superhero movies should be. Uh, I also put John Carpenter's The Thing
1: Mm -hmm. on
0: there. Um, Logan, a movie I absolutely adore. And then I kind of cheated a little because I'm giving Jaws and Jurassic Park um, the fifth slot
1: sharing it Ooh. together yeah that's a tough one yeah
0: so they're gonna share it heather can deal hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so but thanks heather yeah so thank you so much heather um be sure to um, follow <laughs> us on all the social media platforms shoot us some emails we love interacting with our fans um anybody else any uh shout out we've got lots of fans
1: mm-hmm. lots of fans
0: any uh shout outs anybody wants to do
1: Um, chill and kill horror night. Um, this week we're doing scanners, um... So I don't know what we're going to do for May Um, So if you have thoughts about what we should do for May You could look up Chill and Kill Horror on Facebook Or you could even write to The Butter with that people um, And give us movie suggestions Um, And then also just Cinema 76 uh, Because I have started writing for them And I'm going to be working on a David Cronenberg series uh, Which hopefully I will get done the more I talk about it So um, yeah, uh, there we go
0: Awesome. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Alyssa Arts, Facebook page for our friend Alyssa, Ooh. making arts and dogs and plants and fun colors and other requests as well, I suppose.
3: And I want to give a shout out to you, whoever you are. Oh, yes. God bless you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>
1: Sam, you have a very sultry voice when you say stuff like that. I like it. <laughs> oh, wait. I I actually do have a shout-out.
3: <laughs> to this, the royal you,
4: guys. This, let's get yeah, more whatever. specific, yeah. Um,
3: but this one might be a little weird. Dave, I want to give a shout-out to your family member who made their very first post on Instagram and tagged us. Oh, my dad. Oh, my that God. Really God sweet. bless wait,
4: you. It was pictures of
1: gorillas, It, it was. was. Yeah.
4: My dad's got a thing for, like, uh, he really just, he gets a kick out of watching, like, a, uh, Primates. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just thinks they're really humorously like borderline human, and just like watching likes watching them kind of like tinker with tools and like is it smile like live cam footage? No, no. He this he is it comes <laughs> up. He, just, he can't help but crack up anytime he sees Aww. like uh, an orangutan or like a chimp or anything. It's really uh, wow. it's really his bag. So yeah, uh, we were associated with that on Instagram via his very first inaugural post. Um, it so made thanks, me laugh dad. out loud
1: I, I saw that and I was like what what's happening here this is cute I don't get it but I like it
4: <laughs> even though like I know him really well and know that's like the whole thing with it I had to read that like three times to be like wait what, are you, what is this
0: <laughs> but thanks dad yeah, yeah thanks, dad. thank you alright well thank you so much for joining us this week uh, be sure to tune in next week for Tori's movie gonna have a great time yep super excited uh, butter with that signing off Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Remember Chris Hemsworth, the spoon? I don't know why when he's looking at the spoon, like. Oh
3: my God! No, I can't go back there. I laugh so hard at nothing. It's the funniest. It's not the spoon. He like looks over at a chair and sees the spoon. I can't go
1: back there. I'll laugh too hard.